0: Good morning and welcome to the Pop-Up Thoughts podcast. I am Rico, theologian, activist sometimes, storyteller. I start the workday with an hour of reading in the old texts, writing what pops up and sharing. And it always starts with a title, this time The Divine Kind, Pop-Up Thought, Wednesday, May 20. 2020. You have invented yourself a God, one human being says to another one, because life is so inexplicable, because it feels good to think that you get support. You have projected a deity into heaven, because all the inexplicable can be put there. You've drawn yourself a God, a powerful entity, to be able to lay down your own will on other people too. You, man, invented God. You used to build a golden statue or one made of silver. You cut something out of a tree or worshipped the tree itself. You knelt down and begged, sobbed, threatened, sacrificed, cried, hoped and feared for that silent self-built entity which you call God. Nowadays, we do it without the statues, but not much has changed. We still do the same, building our own gods to our own projection. And so one man says goodbye to what he blamed the other for inventing himself. Today, one of the founding fathers of the philosophy that later is called Christianity has the same kind of criticism for the Athenians. You build gods for everything, even a temple to the unknown God, just to be sure. And the orator Paul uses that unknown God as an entrance to an inverse story about God and man, an upside-down version in which God is not a projection of man but the other way around, that a deity has conceived and shaped humanity out of matter, not gold or silver or wood, but just dust from the earth, and that this deity breathed in a breath of life and has created something that was something outside himself and a projection of himself has man created God that resemble him or her or did the deity create a man or a human being who looks like him or her what was there first the chicken or the egg or doesn't it matter this is what Paul says this morning. After all, he is not far from any of us, this God. For through him we have life, movement and being. As some of your own poets have said, for we are of his offspring. According to Paul, man is a divine species. The spark that gives us life and consciousness, that makes us reflect, know morality, feel responsibility. Not only for one's own, but also for the other. For that which surrounds us and in which we dwell. That's the divine spark. Man lives in response to that which he or she is called to be God in some way. Without the omnipotent means, by the way. That's a pity. It's all only temporary, limited, clumsy at times. But divine in its responsibility. Service. Love. Paul goes on to say, therefore, if you belong to God's offspring, we should not think that it would be divine like gold or silver or stone, that the divine is like gold or silver or stone, like a project of a product of human skill and ingenuity. It's the other way around, he says. Maybe it's like this the human body is the material into which the deity has carved an image of himself or herself. Not to worship but to love, not to kneel down, but to ask and invite to cooperate. It was not man who made idols in the first place, but the Godhead himself, according to Paul. And that idols walk on two legs, exist in men and women, and have a commission. The God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob, the age-old force behind everything, who vibrates in the movement of all the cells from which our world is built, who is perceptible, in the thunder and violence of immense natural phenomena, who beats in the heart of the rhinoceros and whales, who is visible in the structure of insect eyes and leaf veins, who has handed himself over to man. Does the deity kneel before man in hope of blessing? Hmm. It seems that the ultimate image of this Eternal One can be found in Jesus of Nazareth, who washes his disciples' feet on his knees, kneeling, yes. The deity asks of men to do what human beings love to put outside themselves. It's not up to us to lay down our responsibility on deities who then have to do what we hope. It's the other way around. The Eternal One hopes for something, and puts it into our hands man as a material of the divine kind manned to serve what the eternal one has produced so hopefully is humanity hoping for God or does God hope for humanity well that will do for today I guess my food for thought have a very good Wednesday and peace responsibility and all good for today.